Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we discuss the pros and cons of both the CB and GMRS radio services, and why some CBers are moving to GMRS mobiles and handhelds as the radios of choice. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. So CB versus GMRS. It seems that uh, in the 1970s and the 80s, CB was kind of hot, and that was the go-to radio service for a lot of people, for, for a lot of different things. But now, it looks like it's taking a back seat to the GMRS service. Yeah, I kind of agree. Since we started um, selling these uh, Ocean GMRS radios that have gotten so popular, I, I see online... Um, Quite a bit. It is kind of a debate online, like CB versus GMRS. And you can see um, in a lot of communities, people are moving from CB mm-hmm. to GMRS. And I think there are some good reasons to do that. But um, I think maybe it'd be interesting to go through, like, what are the advantages and disadvantages of CB? What are the mm-hmm. advantages of, and disadvantages of GMRS? I think we're going to find it, it's not exactly clear cut what – What's better? It's going to be situational, I think. Anthony, what from your point of view, what's been, what's the word on the street here as far as CB and GMRS and people calling you up? And I mean, are they actually just ditching their CB radios for GMRS radios? Or are they just saying, I want to try GMRS? Or uh, what's going on? I see a mixture of both. I think you have your old school guys that and gals that were using CB. Back in, they're familiar with it from the 70s and 80s. And then I think kind of like my generation, the, the, mm. the 35 to 43-year-old generation, whatever, is kind of using GMR. If they're getting into radio, they're going jumping into to GMRS. They're just skipping CB altogether. Right. right. Mm. Uh, and then I think the, the generation before me or after me, they're using – they're jumping in. A lot of these kids, they're using yeah. a lot of CB. Um, less rules, mm-hmm. uh, the licensing requirement, um, and, and you're seeing them throwing those things in their trucks or their jeeps and things like that. Um, so it doesn't it, really look like CB is dead. I don't it's think CB is dead. It's, yeah. You're still seeing it in, you know, when you see a, a, an antenna on the side of a semi truck, 
it's 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 a CB antenna. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is a little weird that it, it seems like CB is being picked up by the younger generation. It is. I, I remember when um, my son's first car was an old Jeep Wrangler. It had a CB. The, the people we bought it from, that uh, was a high school age kid as right. well. He put a CB radio in there. Right. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that comes down to like the licensing requirements and mm-hmm. and and things like that. And there were some, there's some, and there still are. There's some CB radios that you can buy for forty bucks. Yeah, there are. And then you can throw an mm-hmm. antenna in there and have a a little setup for a hundred bucks or so. You know, for mm-hmm. an eighteen, nineteen year old kid, you know, a hundred bucks might fit into their budget more than getting a seventy five dollar license, getting a three hundred and seventy dollar GMRS mobile. Sure. And and then the antennas and things like that, it's a little bit more cost effective for them. But um, but I think really it all comes down to who who you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have, um, you know, there are some some um, some cons to to CB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's pros and cons to both, and we'll go through all. We'll those. go through all that right now, as right. a matter of fact. So, uh, what are some of the advantages to to CB radio? Well, it's, it's been around for a while. Uh, I guess uh, we've called it old school already a couple of times in this conversation. And uh, that that's, may sound negative, but it, it's tried and true. You know, CB yeah. works. Um, CB's been around for a while. It, it's uh, great for um, vehicle-to-vehicle communications. Um, the frequencies that it uses are, are very low, so they kind of tra- tend to travel uh, far uh, outdoors in particular. It's well established for that. I mean, it's almost as if CB was kind of designed for vehicle-to-vehicle communications. And and I'm not just talking because of the 70s and and the CB craze back then, but it just seems to be a natural natural placement for the CB service. It it is vehicle-oriented, I would say. I mean, there there are very few handheld CBs out there, which I would actually list as a disadvantage of CB. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of... uh, something that you use in your car. It's not, you don't really use CB radios in your home or, you know, to communicate um, handheld to handheld. You don't see that very often. But it does have a lot going for it. I mean, you, you have 40 channels. That's a lot of channels, 40 channels to choose from. And even though I think uh, what uh, we've got a couple of channels that are reserved for um, more emergency-type communications, but uh, it's still a lot of channels. Still a lot of places to it's talk. A lot of channels. That is uh, ten more channels than GMRS, even mm-hmm. if you're including the repeater channels. And since this is basically an AM service, you have AM single sideband for increased range and and really more more places to talk. Overall, I mean, you can go with the sideband and and talk there. And some of these people do a lot of uh, skip and things like that with CB. Yeah, it kind of is. Like if you, you're uh, electrically or mechanically inclined, you like to tinker, sort of like yeah. the, the guys that would gravitate toward ham radio. There's uh, some interest. I mean, CB is a good starting place for some of those guys because you do see, even though it's not legal, you do see uh, there's a big community and they're like modifying these things mm-hmm. and getting as much range as possible out of them. And you have you can have external antennas on these radios and there is a there is a vast I mean there's a vast supply of these antennas. I mean there are right. a lot to choose from. 
And there, there are things you can do that enable you to talk worldwide mm-hmm. on a CB radio. And, of course, as Anthony, as you said earlier, it's licensed by rule, so you don't need a license to, right. to go CB. So that there are a lot of reasons to, to go that route. But there are some disadvantages to CB that have some people looking at other services. Let's talk about some of those disadvantages. Um, I'm going to start with the uh, handheld uh, that we talked about earlier. There, there's very few handheld uh, radios available. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a vehicle-oriented service or, you know, like a base station um, type setup. So it's not great if you're, you know, just want to put a radio on your belt and, and walk around with it to talk to people in your neighborhood or uh, people in your general area. CB is yeah. not great for that, and, and GMRS is fantastic for that. And the CB radios have a wattage limitation. You're limited to four watts max on them uh, for on AM, and then 12 watts uh, um, PEP on SSB. So um, you, you do have that wattage limitation. That some of the radio services now some of the radio services do also have their own wattage limitations, but this one is very very specific. Right, and AM also. Uh, the voice clarity is not going to be quite as good as, as, yeah, as possible yeah. with an FM radio. So you've got That's true. Um, the power limit. You've got the – you know, you don't really hear people complaining about that a whole lot, but it is mm-hmm. – I would list it as a drawback. Now, another drawback to this is that it's really – and you don't think of it as a drawback at first, but it can be. These are completely open channels. Anybody can just get on and talk, but – there's kind of a, a disadvantage to that, too, because you can't really block out a lot of those conversations, the extraneous conversations, like you can on some of the other services. Like, you don't have the advantages of CTCSS and DCS codes and things like that to filter out unwanted conversations. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. You go to open. Channel 20 and someone else is on Channel 20 you're, and you're within range, you've got to listen to to that conversation or go to a different channel. And with some of the conversations going on on CB these days, um, that's definitely a problem. It's definitely not family friendly. I mean, it's not, you're not, I don't recommend uh, giving your 10 year old uh, president Randy and (laughs) while they're in the car and, (laughs) and uh, here's here, son, talk to, you know, try to talk to truckers while you're trying to get them to honk their horn, you know, talk to them because you're going to hear some conversations and they yeah. get they get worse as the night gets older, you know, when they're yeah. when they're driving. So you do hear some bad language. You do have some bad behavior, um, you know, things like that, that, you know, to uh, sensitive ears, you don't you don't want them hearing all that. Yeah, I, I would say that the president, Randy, is aptly named, I think, for that reason. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You know, so it, it's not really family friendly. Uh, a, a lot of it isn't. There are also some illegal transmitters that are used by some CBers that adds to this cacophony in general, that uh, adds to the issues with CB. Right. If, if somebody's got uh, an illegal 500 watt transmitter and they're saying offensive things, a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to hear those offensive things. Right. Well, let's go back to something else that you mentioned. A couple of minutes ago, about lugging around big CDs because that is definitely a disadvantage. You've got CB radios are generally a lot larger, a lot bulkier. Not just some of the mobile units, but 
all, almost all of the handheld units, with an exception of the Randy, once again. And th- this is so strange to me. There, there are um, not nearly as many handheld CBs as I would expect to be available. And it seems like the ones that are available, there's a, a Cobra handheld model, a Uniden handheld model. I think even the, the Midland handheld, mm-hmm. they're, they're all just huge. And they right. take like nine AA batteries. And um, finally, with the President Randy that came out um, probably earlier this year, yeah, right? Very beginning. Um, finally, we have a normal looking handheld CB radio that uses a lithium battery. And um, I, I don't understand why more companies aren't coming out with handheld CB radio. I think they would be. But as popular as CB still is, right? You, you would think a regular size radio or CB radio that looked normal and ran on a lithium battery, right? Like, like a KG905G or something, it looked like that. It would be such a good seller, right? I would think so. Yeah, there's one more disadvantage to CB that I think uh, a lot of people that are used to other services would have an issue with, and that is that CB radios are limited to simplex use only, and there are no repeaters available for CB. That You can't use them on repeaters. Right. Yeah, that, and that does limit your range depending on where you're at. The CB is mm-hmm. good for um, with a normal antenna and a, a mobile radio. Um, you're good for, you know, communicating while you're driving down the interstate within uh, several miles. It's going to work great for that. But um, repeaters with GMRS just give you, you know, hundreds of miles of range. Uh, now, you, you don't really get the ability to, to communicate over vast distances like you have with, with some CB mm-hmm. use. But um, repeaters is a big advantage for GMRS, I well, think. Definitely, definitely. So you just mentioned GMRS, and a lot of people seem to be moving to GMRS. Now, there are some folks that, uh, let's say, for instance, a a lot of these off-roaders that have been ditching their CB radios and going all GMRS. That's the group I hear from the most as far as transitioning. For I I believe that group used to be 100% CB, and now they're they're moving – Pretty quickly to GMRS. GMRS. And, and and they're saying that there are a lot of advantages to, to doing this. What are some of the advantages of GMRS over CB? Uh, well, the power limits are higher. With a mobile GMRS radio, you're allowed up to 50 watts of transmit power. Mm-hmm. On, Which is quite uh, a bit. Yeah, that, that is quite a bit. And the power limits vary based on the channel. So channel 15 through 22 and all the repeater channels are 50 watts um, maximum. So that's uh, that's great. Even on channels 1 through 7, which are limited to 5 watts, it's still a, a, a watt higher than, than the max for CB. Now, 1 watt isn't necessarily saying that much. I mean, you know, jumping from, from 4 to 5 watts, it's not necessarily that much, but it it can make a difference depending on what else you're doing with the radio, like where you are and, you know, if you have external antennas attached to that and, and, and things like that to help further boost the power. So it can make a little bit of a difference depending on the situation. But you mentioned something else, too, earlier about uh, CB 
that GMRS has over it, and that is that, that unlike CB, which operates on AM, GMRS operates on FM. So the quality of the audio is going to be a bit higher. Right, that's true. Um, GMRS uh, has the ability to have better uh, voice clarity. Of course, it does depend on you know the signal strength and mm-hmm. things like that. But just in uh, the way the the signal is encoded, FM has more potential than AM mm-hmm. for a, a better quality signal. Um, another thing I like about GMRS is that it the, a lot of the channels are shared with FRS. Now I know some people are going to. Right away, you're going to say, oh, wait, 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 that's not a good thing. That's not right. a good thing. That, that, it really it, is. It depends on your perspective. Yeah, and you, you could list this one in the disadvantages section as well, depending on who you are and yeah. where you're coming from. But I think it is an advantage, actually. I like that. Let, let's say uh, I'm not much of a hunter, but Anthony, let's say you and I are going hunting this weekend. I have a GMRS license and you've never used radios before. I I have $120 KG905G, and you're probably never going to use radios again. You don't want to spend a lot of money, but you want to be able to talk to me while we're out in, out in the woods. You can go to Walmart and pick up a set of radios for, for 20 or 30 bucks mm-hmm. and communicate with me on my nice radio. Right. And mm-hmm. we're, we're good to go. I think yeah. that uh, that is a huge advantage. I think another advantage is one that uh, I read about in our blog. Someone commented saying that, you know, I've got – and a 905G for myself, which is a really nice radio, but I don't want the kids having my really nice radio. So I'm going to buy a pair of the cheapy, you know, like a little low-end Cobra or Midland radio for them to carry around. So if they lose it or drop it or break it or whatever, it's no big deal for me, but they can run around and we can all still talk to each other. I think that's an advantage right there. I, I completely agree. And FRS radios are readily available mm-hmm. and they... um you know, you, some of them are, are more expensive than others, but mm-hmm. if you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a, a set of FRS radios and you can talk to very nice GMRS radios. Yeah, yeah. Some of the other advantages we mentioned earlier were the advantages for privacy. Unlike CB, which is completely open, you have CTCSS tones and DCS codes on the GMRS radios that you can enable and filter out some of those unwanted conversations, as we mentioned before. And you have a little more, I mean, it's not really privacy, privacy. I mean, other people can hear your conversations, but you can filter out theirs. Right. And it's it's actually safer for the kids. Like you were saying, Anthony, it's safer if you give these to the kids and the family's talking on it, all that other nonsense. If there are some people, you know, Using profanities and saying things that you don't want your kids to hear, right? You can you can get rid of a lot of that, right? Having the ability to filter that out is uh, it's it's a good option to have for sure. And FRS and GMRS, um, it's sort of cleaner anyway mm-hmm. in general. But yeah. it, um, I'm saying that now, but I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be. FRS uses a lot of the same channels as GMRS, and it's unlicensed just like CB. So there's potential for problems in the future. But yeah, case you're, you're right. The privacy codes, privacy options, having that option to filter stuff out is good. Mm-hmm. Well, case in point, I ran into this a few weeks ago uh, where I was listening to I, – I was monitoring – a GMRS channel 
FRS GMR share channel. And I heard a couple of guys just, just trash talking on GMRS, a couple older guys, and they were, uh, using, you know, F bombs and other profanities on there. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I could just easily just tune this out. It's not a big deal. I wasn't as worried about anyone else in my family hearing that because I could apply a tone or a code to it and, and get rid of a lot of that. They're doing some construction on the highway near my house. And I've been picking up conversations between the construction workers out there on the highway. And they're about a half a mile away, but I'm picking up pretty, but I'm picking them up pretty easily on my radio. And, uh, one guy at one point was yelling at the other guy because the other guy apparently wasn't driving his bulldozer where whatever he was driving around correctly. And he's yelling at the other guy and, and they're having this back and forth. It was entertaining. But uh, it was not something that I really wanted everybody to hear in the house. So, you know, I mean, you, you get those. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, handheld GMRS radios uh, also operate with a little more power than CB. Your CB, you're limited to four watts. And handheld GMRS radios, you normally see them around five watts. Maybe a touch above that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, you've got the mobile and base station radios that can operate up to 50 watts. Uh, I think we talked about that. I think the biggest advantage, though, is repeater capable. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah, like I we're agree. seeing a lot more repeaters popping up, too. I get emails. You get the emails every Monday or Sunday night where from my GMRS. Right. That, And it seems like there's always 10 to 20 new repeaters or updates on repeaters out there. Every Sunday or Monday night, whenever these emails are sent. Yeah. Um, I, I remember my GMRS, like it was a ghost town 10 years ago. Yeah. It's remember when they first came out? I go there at least once a day now for, for something. And, um, with, with the, with the hobby become, you know, getting bigger, you're seeing a lot more people that are investing money and in going, I'm going to throw up a repeater mm-hmm. and the amount of open repeaters is pretty surprising. There's a lot of open repeaters that there are. When I say open, I mean, if you're licensed by the FCC and you have a, you purchased that GMRS license, it's open to, to you, to everyone. Now there are some closed, you know, there are some that are, you know, permission required mm-hmm. where you have to reach out to the repeater owner and, and get other information, whether it's a, a PL tone or, uh, whatever, so you can get access into that repeater, and then there's some that are just closed. That you know, they're you know, they're using it for their hunting group, or they're using it for their um, private private use, private use right? Yeah, on and a they farm don't, or something like that. They don't want anybody else using mm-hmm. that, utilizing that repeater. But the amount of repeaters out there are just you know, so that increases, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of the off-road guys. And they're side by sides switching from CB to GMRS. One reason they're, the the radios are smaller. You can get you know a, a Wushin KG one thousand. It's a lot smaller than a big bulky Cobra CB. Yeah. Um, but you got that. You got go fifty watts instead of four watts, and you can add a repeater in there. And turn, so it gives you turn the, into one. It gives you the flexibility of. You know, going with an 805G for when you're out of your dune buggy or whatever, 
You got the, just you think if you've got several cars that are going to the same place and you get separated somewhat, if you're on CB, it's hit or miss whether right. you're going to be able to talk to those other cars. But if you're all going through a repeater, you're clear. Right. And a repeater is going to give you 30, 40, 50 miles of coverage. Right. Yeah, it takes some work. Like if you're going from Chicago to San Francisco, you got to do your due, you know, some homework and find out what repeaters are mapped along your way. So, and everybody needs to, you know, and you can program those into a radio and you can go, well, we're losing it here. This is, we need to go to our, we need to go to our Des Moines channel now or, or whatever um, to access this repeater. Repeater hopping. Right. You're, you're basically repeater hopping. Exactly. Um, I think that's your, you know, I can see some advantages of sticking with CB. You know, if I'm not on a, you know, not in a caravan where I'm traveling with other people and I want to know what's going on up the road, CB, I think, is is the right thing for me there. Because I think there's going to be, if I've got a CB and a GMRS radio in my car, I'm more likely to hear somebody on CB and be able to talk to somebody on CB. And you're talking to people in your general area. Like right. if you're traveling on the interstate, you're going to be talking to people right. within a few miles of where right. you're at, probably that are traveling on the same road as you. I can remember as a kid listening to this. My dad had a CB in his car. I can remember. And he would use it for monitoring traffic. I could always remember, you know, somebody going, um, um, there's a cop up here. There's a copper. You know, be careful. Mile marker 63. And he would he always go, oh, yeah, this is, it was like Waze, <laughs> the Waze app before <laughs> Waze was a thing, you know, or we were stuck in traffic and he would get on there and, and ask if anybody had any info, what's going on? Yeah, there's an accident, exit 63, and, you know, there's an overturned semi up there. Would so. you say that CB is better for talking to people you don't know and GMRS is better for talking to people that you already know? There you go. I, I think so. Yes, I'm, I've I mean, I've got my GMRS license. I've gotten on, gone through our local repeater, mm-hmm. and and with the, with some of the ocean handhelds, and you know it's hit or miss. You know, as far as getting out there, they don't have nets that I know of, mm-hmm. like ham radio does. Right. Um, I can get on there and add. You know, say I'm monitoring and or radio check, and it's hit or miss. Um, or sometimes I'll turn it on and I can hear people going back, but I don't know them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like. See, that's, that reminds me, um, GMRS repeaters kind of remind me of ham. Right. A little bit. Just at least in our area, there's just not as much traffic. Right. Like if I tune into our um, channel 16 repeater here, um, maybe four to six o'clock, four to seven o'clock in the evening, it's pretty busy. Right. But. Later in the evening or maybe afternoon during work hours, I don't hear anything. Right. Nothing. It's a ghost town. CB, you're always going to have somebody out there. Yeah. You're always, if you're on the on the road, you're always going to have somebody. I mean, I don't recommend CB if you're, you know, if you're a prepper and you live on top of a small mountain and you want communication, it wouldn't hurt to have CB, but more than likely you're not going to be able to. You're going to hear a lot more on GMRS. That's if, true. I, if I need to get a hold That's of somebody, true. yeah, I think GMRS is a better be prepper radio. Right. You know, plus the fact that GMRS also supports removable and external antennas. 
uh, like CB does to increase the range. I think you can you can go pretty far with GMRS overall. Um, I don't know. And, I mean, GMRS definitely does have a lot of advantages. CB radio has its advantages. There are a few disadvantages to GMRS that we probably should mention. And they're not that many in my opinion, but I, there are a few that, you know, compared to CB, might make people sort of pause and say, hmm. I know. think the licensing is the big one. Yeah. It's you have to buy a license, or at least you're you're supposed to buy a license. Um, if you're going to use GMRS, you've got to get a call sign. And right now, that's seventy dollars for ten years. It's mm-hmm. one day that's going to go down to thirty five dollars for ten years. Yeah, we're still waiting on that. I had a guy the other uh, talk to you yesterday, yeah. and he, he he calls all the time, wanting to talk about nine hundred fives and KG one thousands. He's like, I'm just. And uh, yesterday I said, well, "What are you waiting on? Let's 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 let's, let's get this. Let's go." I'm waiting on that fee to drop. You might be waiting a while longer. And I'm like, he's of, like, and, and I still get people yeah. that call me and go, "When's the fee dropping?" I don't know. I'm not the FCC. I don't know. I, I thought it was supposed to go down April 19th or whatever it was. And <laughs> yeah, so did we. Oh, and the last yeah, time I looked, yeah. it, it hasn't dropped yet. But I get them in. I get them in the blog all the time. I mean, yeah. I, I get one most almost every other day saying, you know, well, the fee still. We I have a couple of guys that get in the blog regularly on the comments, and they say, all right, well, as of today, you know, as of July, whatever, it's still seventy dollars. As of July, this, it's still seventy dollars. It's still, you know, they they're still doing. It, Here's know, my thinking I, on why they have running done the update yet. because. We've seen a steady increase on GMRS usage, mm-hmm. and I think a lot more people are getting their GMRS license right now more than ever. I would love to see how many licenses. You think they're milking it? I think they're milking it. I think <laughs> I absolutely. They're going. I I disagree. I think and here's why: it. they um, right now ham licenses are free, so at the same time they do the GMRS they're going to start charging $35 for ham licenses. So I think they're going to end up making more money. But I think, the test, I think the test, I think I a lot think, of people I like agree, I agree with Anthony on this one. I think the test, the test. Is, a, is, is a barrier there. Right. Whereas with GMRS, you don't have to take the test. Do you think there are more people getting GMRS licenses than ham licenses? I think so, yes. Okay. I didn't. I, 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 I have no, so. I honestly I have no idea. So. Just looking at, looking at the, I mean, GMRS took off. That mm-hmm. was... I don't know what caused it. I, I have my opinions on why GMRS got really popular all of a sudden, but that's for a different type of show. Different show. <laughs> but we'll have to do a follow up show. One on this. one particular date that seemed to kick it off. I'm not going to yeah, say what the date yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's it, <laughs> it's embedded in my head. Um, but I, I think that there's been a steady increase. I mean, usually there has been. There's no doubt about there, it. And I guess I could go back and look, and I can probably pull up a, you know, I can go to the FCC. It's, it's, it's public knowledge, public info, so I can probably go and look and see how many, you know, new call signs, GMRS call signs from this date until today. That would be a great article for our blog, Rick. Yeah, I've, we need I to put that I one on the yeah, list. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you might, pre- might do that. I, I bet you it's soon. been if you go from, you know, last year was a COVID year. Yeah, people were everybody. A lot of people were trying to find new hobbies, and and whatnot. Um, I think last year during that it was amateur. We sold a lot of books. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people are taking online testing and waiting for testing centers to open again. A lot of people have um, nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> or at home. Uh, um, I think, but I, I, I bet you if you run the GMRS licenses from January 1st last year to, to July or 20th, uh, the time of this podcast, I bet you'll see a lot more GMRS licenses applied for. Oh, there's no doubt. I agree with you on that. Well, we need to do the research, or if we've got a listener, maybe there's a someone certainly has done this research before. Maybe someone could uh, drop a comment on our blog and let us know. Well, there are a couple more advantages here besides a license, and and but once again, there are not too many. I mean, GMRS has fewer channels than CB, but I don't know if that's really a deal breaker for a lot of people. I really don't. Well, CB's I mean, got its popular channel, yeah, 19 and 9, yeah. uh, 9 for emergency, right? And then 19 is your breaker, breaker 1, 9. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like your higher, your other channels are just used. I think there's a couple prepper channels for CB that are designated. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they are off the top of my head, but, you know, anything over 20, you know, channel 20 to 40 are just, you know, Pretty much open. Just a couple guys or gals that are going, nobody uses these channels. Yeah. Let's let's go use these open channels. And we basically have our own private channel. GMRS is more, you know, all those CB channels are four watts. Mm-hmm. So GMRS is limited. You know, if you go in eight through 14, you're, you're limited to a certain yeah, wattage. A lot, if, you're, yeah. if you go... You know, 15 through 22 or through repeaters, you can go up, disguise the limit, 50 watts. Um, but you're, you know, you're, you're picking and you're trying to pick an open channel that, at that mm-hmm. point, or you're, you know, what you, what kind of power you need. So you're picking your channel based on that. There is one more disadvantage, and that is that at the moment, for the moment at least, there are fewer mobiles and base stations available for GMRS. But once again, I say for the moment because it's rapidly changing, and of course, with the uh, with the KG one thousand G, which has proven to be an extremely popular mobile, I think there are manufacturers that are taking a hard look at that, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, maybe we ought to put more out for it." Now, Midland's been in that game for for quite a while, um, and they have their micro mobiles, and and I think they're going to be coming out with some more before the end of the year, no doubt. I've heard rumors about that. So uh, I I think there are more on the horizon. But uh, for the most part, CB has, up to this point, CB has really had the market for mobile and base station units. But once again, I think that's changing. You know, speaking of Midland, I I think there's one more advantage that I would kind of, uh, when we were talking about the advantages, uh, Midland, even Midland, is now recommending GMRS over CB for for a lot of different applications, and uh, and they manufacture both. They manufacture right. both CB and GMRS, but yet they're starting to lean more towards the GMRS. They even uh, they even wrote a blog post, I think, on their on their blog, uh, talking about the advantages of GMRS micromobiles over over CB traditional CB, which I thought was a little little interesting. A little surprising. Um, yeah, I, I think it's the trend. I think they see that that's the trend. And uh, and looking at, I mean, they're probably looking at their sales and saying, oh, it looks like everybody's moving this way. Wonder mm-hmm. why. Yeah, it makes sense. And we're, we're doing the same thing. So what it comes down to, 
if we're going to pick winners, we'll go around the table here. The winner is, I mean, who, what's, who's the winner on this? I mean, there's no perfect service, and there's, there are, are some positive and negatives to both, but when you're weighing all the disadvantages and the advantages, who do you think is the real winner here? I don't think there's a – I think it all comes down to preference, what you mm-hmm. – who you want to talk to, who you want to listen to, how far you want to talk, um, you know, that sort of thing. I don't think there's um, – I think it depends on the person. If you ask me particularly, I mean, I, that's kind of where I stand with it. If 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 uh, if I'm driving from by myself from Rock Hill, South Carolina, out to Las Vegas, I think I want to have a CB in the car. I, I think I, I want to go with you too. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I want to go to Vegas. I, I think I want to have a CB <laughs> in the car. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm caravanning with a group of people. I think I'm going to go GMRS. If I want to have a base station in my house, I'm going to go GMRS. That um, makes sense. Uh, you know, that's sort of, I think it mm-hmm. all depends on and I and I'm pretty sure there's people out there that probably have both types of radios. And, oh, uh, and there I, are. I know of one particular who works for us. He's got both GMRS and CB in his truck. So, depending on um and I think he monitors them both. Mm-hmm. Um to me, that's a little bit too much going on, but I think you're going to probably hear, like I said, on the GMRS side on the road. I think unless you're, you're going to hear more CB CB on the road than you are GMRS. Yeah. What do you think, Danny? For me, um, I I agree with you, Anthony. I think that it, it definitely there there is a time for both. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it's it's GMRS pretty much hands down. I haven't ever really. Um, been uh, big into CB. I mean, I've used CB. We sell CB. I've tested CB, but um, for the situations that I need radio, GMRS works better mm-hmm. for me. I agree with what you're saying, Anthony. It's that it really depends on the application, and there's a place for both. Absolutely, I agree with that 100%. But then I also agree with you, Danny, in the sense that I personally am not a CB person either. So I tend to gravitate more towards the GMRS. And one reason is because I use the handhelds a lot and I'm really more out in the field with these things. And GMRS just makes more sense for me, for my applications. Yeah. I think that's where I'm coming from as well. Most of the time, my need for radios involve handheld radios Mm -hmm. and not, not so much being in the car with the radios. Um, but even being in the car, I think I would still take GMRS most of the time because, um, just I, I most likely will be communicating with someone else that I know. You know, we'd be going somewhere, and I need we need to keep up with someone on the trip. You know, um, but we really haven't talked about the cost differential here. But I think the cost is comparable between the two of them. I don't even think that's really an issue at this point. I, I really don't. I don't think it's significant so, enough that it yeah, would make a difference. Yeah. For anyone. So let's ask the audience, what do you think? Tell us which service you prefer and why. And do you think that CB or GMRS is better? Uh, let us know. Send in your comments to show it by twowayradios.com. Could be a could be two-way radio show t-shirt or some swag in there for you. Just send in your comments and let us let us know. Any other comments uh, on on this before we Go to a couple no, of we, quick questions. I think we covered it really well. All right. I think so, too. <laughs> All 
All right, we have a couple of comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. This is a comment from James, and he's referring to the FCC license fees, like we were talking about before. Uh, James says, I have an FCC GMRS license. I've had mine since May 2017. At that time, I paid $50 for a five-year license, but I read a couple of months ago the fee to renew or first-time licenses was going to $80. I heard nothing of it going down. That's great. They can make their real money by cracking down on unlicensed users, people who think they know the rules better than a licensed radio operator, and the parents of kids who play on GMRS Channel 1, and the parents won't listen to someone who has a license. Why should they get away with it, and we who try to follow the rules and law can't? And that's from James. Um, Okay, well, you know, the thing is that I've seen that happen. First of all, it's not going up to $80. It's, it, if anything, it's supposed to go down to, to 35 I believe, right? But um, second, I, I hear this a lot from, from some of the GMRS users and some of these Facebook groups and things like that. They complain about the kids on the GMRS. And what a lot of them are forgetting is that because it's shared with FRS, those kids are not necessarily on GMRS. They're probably on FRS, and you're hearing them on their FRS channels. You're picking them up. Right, and they're not um, doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything wrong. It's it's license-free, and, and they're perfectly fine for doing what they're doing. So uh, I think it's one of those old curmudgeon, hey, you kids, get off my lawn kind of things. You know? Right. <laughs> and I, I and, get that it might be frustrating, but um, – I mean, you gotta you gotta understand that's going to be out there, and you got twenty two channels. Yep, yep. That's just that's just the way it is. Uh, our next one comes from. Uh, this is a response to uh, our last episode. Uh, will there be a shortage of radios in twenty twenty one? That was in uh, episode one fifty six of the Two Way Radio Show. This is from uh, Zap P twenty five. He says, "I was talking with the owner of a radio shop the other day, and one of the things they had mentioned." was they are having a hard time getting product from Kenwin and ICOM. They haven't yet had issues getting product from Motorola Solutions or any of their subsidiaries, such as Avigilon, Avtech, Pelco, Zebra, etc. If that trend continues, it would be very damaging for ICOM since they don't have a DMR solution and could even end up hurting Kenwood in the long run. And that's from Zap P25. Um... Well, I mean, we've got a shortage going on. <laughs> what, what can you say? It's, I, um, uh, I agree with that comment. I mean, we've got uh, – there There are ICOM models right now that they're out of stock, right, Anthony? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. There are Kenwood models that have gone away. Gone away. And um, Motorola, I think, is not taking as big of a hit right now because they are a bigger – they're a bigger manufacturer, but uh, there's no doubt uh, that's hurting them as well. I mean, my my suspicion is that uh, they they're just um, maybe they've got deeper pockets and they plan over longer periods of time, so it's going to take a little bit longer before we see um, issues from them. But I mean, I doubt they're immune to it. I mean, well, you you got to think too. It's you're seeing it on. You know, Motorola's got a big catalog, mm-hmm. so you've got their BR line, you've got their entry-level commercial line, but then you've got their high-end commercial line. So you're going to have, I think you're going to see some of that 
entry level stuff be a lot harder to get than some of that big time commercial. I'm mean, sure. Four and five thousand dollar radios. Not everybody's buying four or five thousand dollar radios. I know I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, and but if you're Motorola and you're and it's components that you have a problem getting, are you going to put your components in your cheap radio, the ones you can get, or are you going to put them in the high end radios that you make more money on? Probably the high end stuff. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, I, yeah. I want to be clear. I don't know anything. Right. I, right. You know, right. I, isn't, uh, I, I don't. I'm just guessing here. And it could be speculation. That, you know, I mean, it, it, I would hope that you know, an an entry level radio is not using the same <laughs> components as a five thousand dollar five thousand dollar radio either. Uh, but there's probably have, some shared stuff. Yeah, I, I would think. I mean, yeah. we are seeing so it's across the board. I mean, we've seen it with with some of the Chinese made stuff as well, amateur stuff and true. and things like that. I mean, it's an unfortunate situation, but I, I think they're rebounding the best they can. Honestly. Um, yeah, a lot of this is teaching all of us. And we learned a lot of this from COVID as well is, you know, we get used to living a certain way and we might need to change, not, you know, have backup plans because, Anything mm-hmm. could happen. That's that's been the last sixteen months has been. It's uh, been rough. Has been <laughs> has been uh, has shown us that. Yeah, we you know we went through chicken shortages. We went through toilet paper shortages. Yeah, we definitely went through that. Um, and you know, but we've we've bounced back. Um, you got to find nobody ever. I'd never guessed in a hundred years that we would have this kind of issues that we're having right now. But you know, maybe. This this fire in Japan is is opening the eyes of a lot of manufacturers, not just radios. Well, the car industry is really hurting right now. They've stopped production on a number of different models of cars. I was at the dealership the other day getting some taillight, warranty taillights put in my vehicle, and the sales manager came up while I was sitting there and and offered me $9,000 over what my car's worth. Wow. wow. I didn't take it. There's nothing else out there. <laughs> no. I went out there, so I walked out to their lot, and even just the used cars, same year as mine, two years, two new years newer than mine, with about the same amount of mileage, they were like, there was one for $84,000, a Yukon for wow. $84,000, used Yukon. That's what they were new. But people, people have... That's insane. So the thing is, you can't go and buy anything. No, <laughs> there's no. nothing else to buy. They're not. They're not making them. I mean, they've shut down production on a number of different models, just right. because. And some other models they've limited to certain features that don't involve a lot of the technology or chips or whatever right. that they that they would normally have in them. Right. So, so I, I think now it's the time for me to sell my. 2008 Cadillac. <laughs> Probably get a, at least 124 grand for that car. <laughs> well, we have we have one more quick question uh, before we close up, and this is from uh, Jeff. He wants to know. He's asking about uh, DPL codes. Uh, Jeff wants to know the local repeater uses tone DPL 432. Does that translate to either CTCSS or DCS? And that's from Jeff. What was the number again? I'm sorry. DPL 432. I, I, That's it, DCS. Yeah, it's yeah. DCS. DCS is, you know, the DPL just means uh, digital private line, which is, you know, another word for DCS or DTCS. Yeah, DCS. yeah. So, so that's that. That's an, see, we ended on an easy one there. That's easy. I like that. 
All right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this episode. Send in your comments and questions uh, for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Of course, you can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry.com, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher Radio. Before we go, uh, any final comment? All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're... Out.